Good evening, everybody. We are back for podcast number six here for the Schmidt Family Football League. And this is Mike, your host, coming back at you with another episode. And I am proud to introduce my co-host, Andy. Andy, what's up tonight? Mike, cannot believe it's already our sixth episode. Dude, time is absolutely flying by. The NFL is in week five. This is our sixth podcast. I honestly, when we started this, I did not think that we were going to make it this long. I thought maybe we'd get one or two done, but we are just hitting our stride. Mike, you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun. Apparently, we're a pretty popular podcast. Well, we have been the most applauded po- most applauded podcast in Schmidt family football history, so I am very proud to have that honor and... Hopefully we can get a lot of applause going tonight. So, Andy, what the heck happened on Sunday with the Browns? Mike, that was the worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. It was a the, the referees gift wrapped the victory to the Oakland Raiders. I've never seen a game that bad. I mean, at the end of the game, to have the booth come in and challenge the play the referees to have the goal to actually overturn it unbelievable it was unbelievable and the guy on the television even came out and said he's never seen anything like that and he looked stunned when they overturned that call and also missed that fumble that should have been a touchdown for the browns well absolutely miles garrett should have ran that back and marshawn lynch did not get penalized for him punting the ball clearly the referees wanted to get oakland on the board with a win, and they thought the Browns were a good punching bag to do it. That being said, the receivers still got to catch the ball. Special teams has to be better. But despite the loss, I am still very happy about the promise and the talent of this young team moving forward. No question about it. I think as the wide receivers get more comfortable with Baker Mayfield, they're going to be a lot better. I mean, that one ball, Antonio Callaway, in my opinion, who is on Uncle Joe's fantasy team, dropped that ball, and that pick six should have been on him, not on Baker Mayfield. Oh, absolutely. Mike, if the ball hits you in the hands when you're an NFL player, you've got to catch it. That sounds like a great Pat Shermer quote to me. Hey, Pat Shermer was a very wise man. He is a very wise man. And speaking of very wise men, we have one on the line live with us, Andy. We actually have our second guest. We have Uncle Joe live on the line. Uncle Joe, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are really grateful that you're here. We have a few questions for you. First of which, how do you feel that your team is doing? And give us a state of the franchise, the questionables, as they stand heading into week five. Crazy move. I depleted my waiver wire funds to 
my team, even though I'm three and one. Um, but I do get a reprieve, and my hope is I don't live to eat these words, but I got a pretty good matchup to try to get myself back on track this weekend. Who are you playing this weekend? I'm playing uh, Matt's team. Matt's team has had a real rough start to the year, so I can see why you're confident. Uncle Joe, what went into drafting your team this year? The first year you did fantasy, you went with the auto-draft method. The second year you tried drafting, didn't go so well. This year you did a phenomenal job drafting your team. What, what went into drafting Alvin Kamara with the first pick? Uh, basically, I just uh, was very grateful that everybody in front of me let him by and that I was able to pick him up. So I thank everybody for that. <laughs> Well, as two of the people who have, did have a top six pick, Andy and I, we are uh, both say you're welcome. Yeah, you are welcome. I wish I could go back and take Alvin Kamara. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no, second, there's no second chances in fantasy football, so what can I say? That's true. Well, one thing that is truly unbelievable to me, Andy, is Uncle Joe's team, We Are Questionable, literally has seven questionable players as it stands right now going into week five. I've never seen a team with that many question marks. He did a good job picking the name of his team, that is for sure. Well, I, I basically felt like I was falling behind in the draft, so I went after guys that were being uh, looked over that had the Q next to their name in the hopes that, uh, you know, I, I tried to check them out as the draft was going on just to make sure that they weren't too injured, that they were, you know, guys that would eventually take the field. So that was really the method behind my madness this year. Well, that makes total sense. Well, I do have a question for both Andy and Uncle Joe because Andy recently stole Uncle Joe's logo. And Andy... What, what happened with that? Yes, I, I – um, well, I was trying to emulate Uncle Joe's team. Obviously, he – I think he was 3-0 and at the time when I stole the logo. My team was 0-3. Uh, I changed my team name to Hot Garbage. I thought the logo was just very fitting for my team. <laughs> I uh, remember being 0-3 last year and changing my logo to the outhouse. And – um, it helps spark a rally, so I totally get that. But um, frankly, as one of the three Super Bowl ring wearers, I found it quite disrespectful. <laughs> that, that is exactly why I had to go to my marketing team and have them come up with a, a dynamic new logo because I felt like is one of the worst teams in league history. I couldn't try and disrespect one of the great franchises like that. Well, Andy, well, your, your marketing department must be very Cleveland Brownsian because as, you, as your team has gone over the years, it's been very Browns-ish, and that's a very Browns thing to do is to take a successful team's formula. And I mean, I can understand why you did it, but you know that's that's a trademark logo. Well, Mike, we're thinking of changing the shade of orange next season to a lighter shade of orange, so we're we're hoping that kind of sparks a fire under our players' butts and gets the team moving in the right direction. Okay, going with more of a fire orange next year. I like the idea. Hopefully the league commissioner approves that because I will need to see some designs drawn up prior to the start. I'll, of the I'll file all the paperwork. I'll make sure it gets in in time. Okay, okay, perfect. Make sure that uh, you have your people take care of that. 
Well, Andy, I, I do want to bring up a, a big topic that caused a lot of stir when a lot of a lot of people we went to go see Joe Marco and White Boy Rick. You know, he's he's acting on the silver screen and what's going on in the background, but perhaps some interesting moves with Uncle Joe and Joey with the trade of James White for Frank Gore. Uncle Joe, what the heck happened there? Um, a prime example of a little bit of arrogance early in the season. Um, felt a little bit bad for Joe. He approached me with a trade, trying to pick up some of my better players. I found ridiculous, so I basically said in a fairly you know, magnanimous way, like, I'll give you any, you just give me anybody for James White. Thinking James White really wasn't going to get much time or get any opportunities to score. And um, I ended up with Frank Gore, which I didn't realize until I heard your podcast that Joe had just picked up 45 minutes before he jumped. <laughs> now, at the time, that trade wasn't as bad until Rex Burkhead went down, went on the IR for the season. James White is a major fantasy player now. That may go down, Mike, is one of the worst trades in fantasy football history. Well, it's definitely going to give Uncle Bill a run for his money when he traded Allen Robinson for Odell Beckham. This one may top it, in my opinion. Oh, clearly. Allen Robinson was drafted. Frank Gore was on the waiver wire. <laughs> well, I look forward to next year, Andy, when we do our top five worst trades of all time in our season preview. We'll see where that ranks. Well, in my defense, we may, you know, the season's not over. We'll see where No, that's happens. true. Season is not over. You never know what's going to happen with injuries and whatnot. Your team is still in a good spot and they're looking pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Uncle Joe, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We appreciate your time and thank you for having the gall and the stones to come on and respond to the uh, and take ownership for the, uh, the rough trade. I know James White's been in double digits every week so far, <laughs> the four weeks. So we wish your team the best of luck. Hopefully Alvin Kamara and Aaron Rodgers can carry your team forward because there's obviously a lot of questionable question marks on the questionables. True, true. And uh, I'm going to need a lot of luck, that's for sure. Thanks for having me. Don't we all? Good luck, Uncle Joe. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Well, Andy, are you ready to jump in to the league in review? Mike, a lot of high-scoring games this week. Well, Andy, you know what? Let's get on it. So let's get right into it. First game, Joe Marco, bless him, versus Uncle Tom, Hard Knocks. Andy, Joe Marco's team laid an absolute egg. Uncle Tom's team outscored him 118-68 to as Andy the Red Rifle Dalton, Uncle Tom's new favorite player, put up 24 points. Melvin Gordon put up 26.5. Sony Michelle put up 17 in his first real action of the season. And Mike, he had Cooper Cup sitting on his bench with 32 and a half points. Just think about that. Uncle Tom's team absolutely exploded this week. 
He did unfortunately pick the wrong Rams wide receiver. And Tyler Eifert is now out for the season. Did you see what happened to Tyler Eifert? Brutal injury. That guy just cannot seem to stay healthy, unfortunately, because he has all the talent in the world. Well, as a professional in the medical field, what is your diagnosis on Tyler Eifert? My diagnosis is he's going to be out for the rest of the season. I think that's going to be correct. So Uncle Tom's team with 118 points could have had a whole heck of a lot more had he started George Kittle with 21 on his bench and Cooper Cup freaking out on his bench with 32 and a half points. He went with the wrong Rams ride, wrong Rams wide receiver in Mike Williams. Somehow, Uncle Tom seems to have the pulse of his quarterbacks this year because Russell Wilson scored eight points on the bench against a really bad Arizona team, and he is just rolling with the red rifle. Red rifle's getting it done. Russell Wilson's going up against the Rams this weekend, so expect Andy Dalton to get the start again this week. Fair point. Well, let's move on to Joe Marco's team, who got a great performance from Brandon Cooks and Travis Kelsey. But apart from that, Andy, not much going on there. He's That team is riddled with injuries. Dalvin Cook has had a hamstring problem the whole year. Leonard Fournette has had a hamstring problem the whole year. That's why Joe Marco sent him shopping to Evans' team. We'll get into that later. Absolutely. Leonard Fournette was part of a deal. So, is Leonard Fournette healthy moving forward? That's something we'll talk about. Drew Brees, only eight points this week. Very disappointing. Brandon Cooks, like I said, 21 and a half points. Kenny Galladay, nine points. Not too bad there. The Browns defense, really negative three points. That really hurt. Yeah, that was not good. Travis Kelsey came in at the end of the game there and caught a late touchdown. As we talked about last week, Mike, if you have Rams or Chiefs players, they should be in your starting lineup every single week. Well, the one thing I can say for Joe Marco's team is the fact that he does have TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon came in off the bench, scored 20.5 points. Unfortunately, he was still sitting on Joe's bench. But moving forward with the Leonard Fournette injury, has potential to pay off for him big time. Tariq Cohen, 26.5 points on his bench. Speaking of the Chicago Bears, Andy, that game was 48-10. to 10. I could not believe Tampa Bay got blown out that much. And Mitch Trubisky from Mentor, Ohio, scored passed for six touchdowns this week. I'm surprised somebody didn't bite on Mitch on the waiver wire. Crazy, crazy game for Mitch. Absolutely. Well, Andy, any other thoughts on this game? Well, not this game, but moving forward, as you had mentioned, he has TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon's going up against the Chiefs this week. Their defense is awful. So you can expect a big game from TJ Yeldon as long as Leonard Fournette continues to stay out with injury. Absolutely. Fair enough. Well, let's move on to our next matchup, which is the Kareem Puffs versus Team Fantuzo. And we now have another team that's 3-1 and one as Bill advances to 3-1. and one. Joe Fantuzo's team drops to three and one as he was formerly undefeated and uncle bill's team dropped him 103.5 to 80.5 tom brady and saquon barkley for joe both had 18 points but that's about it he did get double digit points from duke johnson this week though 
About time, Mike. That's what we talked about last week, thinking that maybe he would get some more touches with a competent quarterback and Baker in there now. Absolutely. Well, Mike Evans was unfortunately the victim of a terrible game with Chicago and Tampa Bay. O.J. Howard, the same thing, as he is now out with us. Pretty good injury. The Bears' defense is, continues to be probably one of, if not the best fantasy defenses this year as they put up another double-digit fantasy pouting, 13 points. Andy, did you know that Chicago's defense has scored double digits every game? 13, 19, 15, and 13. That's unbelievable. The Khalil Mack effect, Mike. It is crazy. By far the best defense in the league. I'm interested, interested to see what Joe Fantuzzo does this week. He has four players on bye. He still has a few positions to fill in. Hopefully he comes through and updates that to give himself a chance this week. Absolutely. Well, on Joe's bench, he had Alshon Jeffrey, who finally came back, and he put up 20 fantasy points. About time. He was having a rough year. He's been injured most of the season. But he did have a good connection with uh, Carson Wentz the previous year. So that's a, that's a good sign for Joe moving forward. Speaking of Carson Wentz, he put up 19 fantasy points for Joe. But chances are he's probably not going to take out Tom Brady. I wouldn't keep Tom Brady in there. Well, we did have a rookie quarterback win a game in our fantasy football league as Baker Mayfield scored 12 points, which was very disappointing because he did have those four turnovers that were pinned on him in a shootout with the Browns and the Raiders. Kareem Hunt, though, had his bust-out game as he scored 24.5 fantasy points, had 121 yards on the ground. About time, Mike. He's been a disappointment so far. I'm glad he finally came through for my dad. That was his first-round pick this year. And that's who his team is named after. The Kareem Absolutely. Bust. Carlos Hyde, 14 points. Devontae Adams with 12. Robert Woods with a great week. Another Rams receiver who's having a great season. 18.5 points. Zach Ertz, 16 points. Tyler Boyd, what a free agent find. Many thought Bill overspent for him on the free agent market. I think he spent over $30 on him. But it's paying off as he got 15.5 fantasy points. The only reason Bill's team was not one of the highest scoring teams of the week is because he started the Buccaneers defense who put up a negative nine number, which that is a gut punch right there. Some other things about his team. Little concerned about Carlos Hyde moving forward is Nick Chubb broke out last week. If Carlos Hyde goes down with an injury, you never know. Could be Nick Chubb's job. I do like Aaron Jones, who finally came back from suspension. I think he's going to be a star for his team. And Calvin Ridley, Mike, he's taken all the touchdowns in Atlanta. Well, we know Julio Jones isn't scoring them, so somebody has to. Somebody's got to do it. Well, congratulations to Bill's team as he moves to 3-1. and one. Really interested to see if Joe Fantuzzo's team can continue their winning ways moving forward. Both of these teams are 3-1, and one, and both are ones to monitor as contenders for the playoffs and the championship this season. Well, moving on to our next game, Antonio Downtown Browns and Hot Garbage. Andy, I want to be the first to congratulate you on your first victory in 326 days, because I went back and looked. 
Mike, the Bud Light fridges opened up. My fans were up all night partying. I had a little extra pep in my step on Tuesday morning as well. Well, that's very exciting. I was very happy to see that your franchise got a much-needed win. Unfortunately, it was at the hands of Mark, who is 0-4 and is having a very difficult season. Luckily for Mark, though, he was in it most of the way. He had 99.5 fantasy points, which is nothing to sneeze at, but he just ran into you with your 116 and a half. Andy, it must have felt really good to just put up a huge week and finally put everything together. It's about time, Mike, and I'm excited with my team moving forward. I do feel bad for Mark. I know what it's like to put up a bunch of points and lose. And this was the second week in a row that Mark has scored 99 points and lost. Last week, he put up 99. Joe Marco put up 122. So Mark is just running into some bad matchups right now. Absolutely. Well, what he's got to do is fix the running back position because his starting running backs right now are Isaiah Crowell and Giovanni Bernard. 0.5 points from Isaiah Crowell last week. Gio had a good game. But I think it looks like Joe Mixon may be coming back this week. So that's a good sign for Mark. Other than that, he has Derrick Henry on his bench, who has not done much this year. He may need to find an RB2 to slide into that spot. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And you know what? Deshaun Watson this week, Andy, lit it up, had 31 fantasy points as the Texans got on the board with a win over the Colts. About time for Deshaun Watson and another big game for, for Mark was from Amari Cooper, who unfortunately blew up against the Browns, but a good sign for Mark as he has not done much this season. Unfortunately for Mark, Sammy Watkins went out early with an injury, so he put up a complete goose egg for him. Had he had Jordy Nelson and the Patriots defense in, he would have beat you. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't start him. And Andy, you took home your first victory and sending Mark to 0-4, bringing you to 1-3. Well, Andy, break down your team and tell me about the performers of the week on the hot garbage squad. Performers of the week, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen. Continue to have a good connection. Kirk Cousins put up 30 points. Adam Thielen put up 23 against a very good Rams defense, which was reassuring after they came out and pooped themselves against the Bills the week before. Andy, how do you feel about having Nick Chubb on your bench? Do you think he is going to come out? and start being a home run threat for the Cleveland Browns. I think it's a good handcuff for me, especially since Carlos Hyde has a history of injuries. If he goes down, Nick Chubb's going to make for a really nice flex or RB2. I would agree with you there. Well, the Browns are going to make a concerted effort to get Nick Chubb the ball a little bit more often. He had a solid three carries for over 100 yards, two touchdowns, and 22 fantasy points. Andy, you get Mark Ingram back this week. Is he going to be in your lineup? I, I already have moved him there. He's sitting in there at the RB2 behind David Johnson. So I'm very, very excited about that combo of running backs moving forward. Okay. Well, Andy, although your team had a slow start, it's possible to climb out of the basement and make the playoffs. Mike, I think my team needed a fire lit under themselves. So the, uh, the, the change of name and the constant abuse they're getting from fans may be helping to, uh, to turn them around. Well, I see you had your, your new logo selected, your new team name selected this week. Hopefully the branding is going to take and everybody, all the fans and players really get motivated behind the hot garbage. I like my odds again this week with Joe. He's having a lot of people on buy, so 
we'll see how it goes moving forward. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to our next game, which was the Joe Schmidt Bowl, or as <laughs> many people on the street are calling it, the James White Bowl. <laughs> Joey beat Uncle Joe 128.5 to 92. Uncle Joe falls to 3-1. and one. Joey improves to 2-2 two and two as the lynch mob ran all over the We Are Questionables. And Joe Flacco, Joey has some stones starting Joe Flacco. And he put up 22 fantasy points this week as he is actually having a pretty good season, Andy. He is. I think he feels the pressure as they have Lamar Jackson sitting on their bench. Not sure if he wants to lose his job that quickly. And, hey, like you said, give Joey some credit for starting him. We said on our podcast last week that he probably should pick up another quarterback as – Cam Newton was on bye, and I think who was who was his quarterback? It was um, Dallas's quarterback, which we Dak both said Prescott. Dak Prescott. We both said absolute no start. So good for Joey. Happy for him that he got a big win against his dad. So Andy, are we going to take credit for his win? I think we should take some partial credit, Mike. I think we should take some partial credit, but a lot of the credit actually should go to. Uncle Joe for giving him James White because James White put up 26 fantasy points this week. He's been in double digits every week, like we talked about, and is one of the more impressive players on his roster. Julio Jones continues to just put up a lot of production and a lot of numbers, but he still has zero touchdowns. Mike, he's had two games of over 150 receiving yards, and he's had two games of 20-plus points. If he starts catching the ball in the end zone – you may see a 40-point game coming from Julio Jones. That's a great point, Andy. One of these games, he is going to freak out and score over 35 points. I'm calling it. Well, another receiver who played very well for Joey was Golden Tate, who put up 29 points as Dallas beat the Lions 24-26. to But Golden Tate had a great outing, had 132 yards and two touchdowns. He's a solid player. Marvin Jones, who Joey also has on his roster, has had a little bit of a down year. Um, we'll see what Joey does with him moving forward. He's currently in his flex. But Joey's team uh, looking pretty good right now. They could be one of the rising teams right now. I would say they moved up a slot in the power rankings at least. And he's getting Devontae Freeman back this week potentially too. So if he's healthy, great news for Joey. Absolutely. Absolutely. One questionable thing that I see, though, why is Des Bryant still sitting on his bench? Does Joey have some inside information that we don't have about Des Bryant? Maybe he is going to trade him to Uncle Joe's team for Emmanuel Sanders. It remains to be seen. Alvin Kamara is a potential trade rumor I heard. Alvin Kamara for Des Bryant. Hmm. We'll have to monitor that as things move forward. <laughs> well, Uncle Joe's team put up 92.5 points this week. Not too bad, but... Not good enough to beat his son. Alvin Kamara, dude, is a monster. 37.5 fantasy points. He actually, Andy, he did it on the ground this week. Guy's unbelievable. He's just like Tyreek Hill. When you watch him play, he just has another level of talent, another gear of speed. Guy is unbelievable. I wish I would have picked him in the draft this year. Well, that makes two of us, but he scored three touchdowns and had 134 yards on the ground, his first 100-yard game of the season. And as we all know, he does it. Most of his damage usually on the receiving end. 
And it will be very interesting to see when Mark Ingram takes the field and see how much that bites into Kamara's production. Mike, I'm not sure if it's going to affect Kamara. I think Ingram is still going to be very effective. Last year, they were both pro bowlers. They had the most dynamic running game in the entire NFL. I'm expecting the Saints just to get better, but I don't think it's going to really take much out of Alvin Kamara's production. Remains to be seen. So, Uncle Joe does have Antonio Callaway in his starting lineup. Antonio Callaway has a lot of room to improve. Guy drops three passes on Sunday, and yes, he does have big playability, but I did hear this week the Browns are considering keeping him on the bench for about 15% more plays moving forward. Mike, Rashard Higgins just looks like the better option right now. That's a good point. He does seem like he has a great chemistry with Baker Mayfield and is very sure-handed. Well, Josh Gordon did get on the field this week, Andy, as New England beat Miami 38-7. to He only had two catches for 32 yards. And, you know, we'll see how Josh Gordon does moving forward now. Julian Edelman is coming back this week. I know Gronk is a little banged up, but I don't know. I mean, that's a crowded wide receiver core right there, Mike. I think one of these days Josh Gordon is going to have a breakout game, but I think it's going to be a few weeks. I agree, and I think he's still a little bit banged up. Very possible. Well, the Ravens defense, who the Browns have this Sunday, continues to be one of the better defenses in the NFL. They got Uncle Joe eight fantasy points for the second week in a row. Yeah, they're a nasty group of players, and uh, I'm a little worried. I would be as well. Well, let's move on to last pick you versus the girly girls, Matt versus Eric. Andy, Matt falls to 0 and 4, and Eric improves to 3 and 1. Matt's team cannot buy a victory right now. Man, Matt has to be upset after being the defending champion. Mike, what is going on with Carrion Johnson? Why are they not handing him the ball? They continue to favor old man, slow as hell, LeGarrette Blunt. And you have this young stud in your backfield. If I were Matt, I would not be happy. Well, absolutely. Well, the Lions have a backfield trio, and it really limits all three of the guys that are involved. There's no question that Carrion Johnson has showed he's the most exciting and explosive option that they have. I mean, he's averaging over six yards per carry over the last three games, and he had 100 yards rushing against New England the week before. So if he can get the ball some more, he's a big-time threat. But, Andy, he only had nine carries this week against Dallas. I don't get it, Mike. He's a young stud. I think he's going to be a big part of Matt's team moving forward. Speaking of another young stud, Corey Davis finally blew up for Matt, looked good playing with Marcus Mariota. He plays the Buffalo Bills defense this week, Mike. Expect another big game from him, and Matt has to be excited about him moving forward. I would be too. I mean, Davis got nine of his 15 targets for 161 yards and a touchdown this week, including the game winner in overtime as the Titans stunned the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champions. Mike, the Titans are looking like a good team. Andy, I think uh, I picked the Titans this week in our head-to-head, last week in our head-to-head. I believe you did. I did not. I know. We will that. get to those. We will get to those uh, to the records there. I have these written down. All right. I think you'll be happy. I think you'll be happy with yours. 
definitely looking forward to hearing some more information about that. Well, Matt's team has Matthew Stafford, 20 points. Odell Beckham has had a disappointing year, I would say. Only 10.5 fantasy points this week for him. I mean, Odell has yet to score a touchdown this year. Yeah, that has to be disappointing for Matt. That was his first-round pick. Whenever you don't get production from your first-round pick, it's going to be a rough year. Well, I think the Giants made an absolute mistake by not taking a franchise quarterback early in the draft because Eli Manning is looking old and terrible. Mike, he's a statue. Could you imagine them if they would have had a player like Baker Mayfield with that receiving core? I mean, no question, Saquon Barkley, great player. But, Andy, they're an average team. What are they going to do at the quarterback position once Eli retires? I mean, that could even be within a year. I know. They're either going to have to trade up in the draft or – I don't know. It's uh, that was not forward thinking, you know, quarterback is obviously way more important than a running back. You can get good running backs in the third, fourth round. I would agree with you there. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, Matt's backup Blake Bortles is having a good season. He put up 23 fantasy points as they beat the jets 31 to 12. And Jacksonville's looking like a AFC Super Bowl representative contender. Blake is playing well this year. After all the criticism he got last year, And I have uh, inside information that Matt will be starting him this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? Not a bad option. Kansas City's defense is not good. And Blake's look, he's played well. So we'll see if it pays off for Matt. When you're 0 4, you got to switch things up. That's very true. Wonder wonder if when Matt will get on the board. Well, enough about Matt's team. Let's get into Eric's studly 3 1 bunch that has. Patrick Mahomes, who did it again, Andy. Another win for Kansas City. Even the guy, he has to be the favorite for MVP this year. Even against the the really dangerous pass rush of Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, he got out of the pocket. Mike, he had the most passing yards out of the pocket in NFL history. I mean, that's unbelievable. The guy has yet to throw an interception on the season, putting up another – Pretty good week, 22 fantasy points. Todd Gurley, Eric's number one pick, the number one overall pick in the draft, continues to impress, 23 fantasy points. And, Andy, I'll tell you what, when Sean McVay took over the Rams as their head coach last year, he changed Todd Gurley's career. He absolutely did. I had Todd Gurley the year before in fantasy, and he was terrible. But that offense was led by a coach who was playing 20 years in the past. It just shows you maybe the Browns should consider this the effect of a good head coach. Well, he was certainly not that. A.J. Green with 15 points for Eric. Jimmy Graham, 9.5. John Brown blowing up for Baltimore, 18.5 fantasy points. as He's looking like Baltimore's number one receiver. Double digits every week. Mike, I have nothing bad to say about Eric's team. My personal opinion, I think Eric's team from top to bottom is the best in the league. He's my pick to win it all. Wow, that's a bold statement. A lot of football remains to be played. Anything can happen. Injuries can happen. Knock on wood. A lot of football needs to be played before we can make such big time. Bold. That's my bold prediction after week four. Wow. Things could change, as you said, with injuries. As it stands right now, though, I think Eric has the best team. If his team can stay healthy, 
they have a great shot at winning it all. I would agree with you there. And he's got a solid defense in Jacksonville. We'll see going forward if Royce Freeman – Royce Freeman had a great game last week. He continues to split time with Philip Lindsay in the backfield. And a lot of times Philip Lindsay is actually getting more touches than him. So that's something to kind of monitor going forward. That's really the only chink in Eric's armor that I can, can find right now. Fair enough. Well, let's move on, Andy, to our next game, which is a team has no name versus where the hell's bell as Evan on his birthday weekend took the loss. <laughs> yeah, and then right after that, Evan made a big trade for Leonard Fournette, sending away Jordan Howard. So ballsy move there by Evan is Leonard Fournette continues to be banged up. But if he comes back healthy, I think that Evan probably got the better end of this deal. Well, I think it was a fair trade. There were multiple reasons for it. I understand both sides. But the fact of the matter is, Evan's team still put up 113 points. They did lose 122.5 to 113.5. But, Andy, I almost made the mistake of the week having Jared Goff on the bench. He put up 38 fantasy points. Thank God Andrew Luck bailed me the heck out by putting up 35. Mike, I remember watching that game, and I was looking at the scores, and I think I texted you that night. I could not believe Jared Goff was sitting on your bench. Andy, that was an oversight on my part. Jared Goff is starting this week. I I don't see how you couldn't start Jared Goff. He is having a phenomenal season. I mean, you just look at the guy's stats. 233 yards, two touchdowns, 354 yards, a touchdown, 354, three touchdowns, 465, and five touchdowns. The guy has two interceptions on the season and is leading the Rams. And, Andy, we talked about this last week. The Rams are the best team in the NFL. No doubt about it. I really want to see that Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. I know that the Kansas City doesn't have a good defense. Those two offenses are ridiculous. I want to see them play in the Super Bowl. Well, that's very possible. Thank God for Andrew Luck, though, because he put up his best week of the season. He had 464 yards passing, four touchdowns for 35 fantasy points. Yeah, he really came through for you, Mike, and uh, that was a big reason that you were able to win. Although Andrew Luck's team lost, Ezekiel Elliott also blew up with 31 fantasy points as he had a heck of a week, 152 yards on the ground and 88 in the air, 31 fantasy points. That's what I need to expect out of my top pick. Mike, that was one of the best games of his career. He really came through for you. Someone that did not come through for you, who has all season, was Michael Thomas. Very true. One more comment I want to make about Evan's team before we move on. Le'Veon Bell is reported he's going to be returning uh, during their week seven bye. So that's something to keep an eye on. That could be a big boost for Evan's team moving forward. He's also getting Julian Edelman back from suspension this week. So we'll see if he inserts him into his starting lineup. Well, another big blow for Evan's team is T.Y. Hilton is out this week as they play Thursday night football. He is out with a hamstring. He has a lot of injuries. Jay Ajayi continues to be banged up. Doug Baldwin hasn't been healthy all year. We'll see. He did pick up a receiver, uh, Kiki Kuti, 
from uh, the Houston Texans. Never heard of him, Mike. What's his name, Andy? Kiki. Kiki, Kiki, do you love me? Kiki, do you love me? I don't know. Never heard of her. He loves Evan. Apparently, he loves Evan. Well, Evan's team falls to two and two. I improved to two and two. We're still in the playoff hunt, but we've both got a long way to go. Well, Andy, that will conclude our summaries for the week. So here's what I want to do now. Let's go over the Mike versus Andy showdown. What are the standings for the Fantasy League picks? All right, Mike. So remember, after week three, I was leading. I had seven correct games picked. You had six picked. So during week four, Mike, you picked four out of the six games correctly. So a very good week for you. I picked three out of the six correctly. That leaves us after week four tied at 10 and 10. Wow. All right. It is on. It's on. Very close matchup. And how about the NFL picks? Mike, you did very well in the NFL games. You went 11 for 15. Wow. I went 7 for 15. Wow. I should probably go to Las Vegas. That was impressive. You made some bold predictions that came true also, so I props to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Great well, job. Andy, would you like to pick week five of the Schmidt Family League? Yes, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Bless him. Joe Marco versus two and two versus three and one Kareem Puffs. Bless him. Favored by 4.4 points. Andy, who do you got? I'm going with the Kareem Puffs this week. Give me the blessings. All right. Next game. Uncle Tom Hard Knucks versus Antonio Downtown Browns. Mark is needs to do something with his lineup because he is supposed to lose by 21 points, 99 to 77. So there's something going on there. And Mark, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. I really hope you get that first win. I know how it feels. Unfortunately, I can't pick against Uncle Tom's team right now. One of the top two teams in the league. I am also going with Uncle Tom's team. Sorry, Mark. Your team is having a rough season. You'll probably compete, but Uncle Tom's team is on fire. Well, Andy, let's go your team versus Joe Fantuzzo's team. Andy, one and three. Joe Fantuzzo, three and one. The line is a pretty big spread right now. Our biggest line of the week, 32 and a half point spread right now. Andy, is your team going to continue the winning ways? Mike, I can confidently say that I will win this week. I'm picking my team. I am also going to pick your team this week. How about Joe, Uncle Joe versus Matt? Three and one versus Owen four. I'm going to go with Matt for the upset this week. I think Matt gets his first victory of the year this week against Uncle Joe. I know Uncle Joe has a lot of question marks, but I think those questions become answered, and he sends Matt to 0-5. Uncle Joe was pretty down on his team, wasn't he? He was pretty down on his team, Andy. 
Well, next matchup, Evan versus Eric. Evan two and two versus Eric three and one. Let's move on because we're both going with Eric. <laughs> and this is the game of the week. Evan has a shot. Evan's team is very good. I can't pick against Eric's team here. Eric's team is looking like the class of the league right now. We're both going with Eric. Let's move on to my game. I'm playing Joey. Both teams, two and two. It's supposed to be a close game. Mike, I'm going with you this week. Oh, boy. Andy, I'm going with Joey. Oof. All right. What is the reason against your own team, Mike? Well, I just think that he has better role players than my team. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be a good matchup. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking Joey this week over me. We'll see how it goes. After week five, we will see if it's still a tie or if one of us is going to pull ahead. Absolutely. Well, now that you are, what'd you, what'd you go, seven for 15, you said, for your picks? for the Seven for 15 in the NFL games. Seven for 15 in the NFL games, huh? Wow. All right. Well, you ready to attempt that one again? I got to do better than that, Mike. Well, let's hope you can. Let's go to our first game, which is tomorrow night, Colts-Patriots. Give me the Patriots. Give me the Colts. Broncos-Jets. Give me Denver. I'll go with Denver also. Packers-Lions. That could be a pretty good game. I still got to go with the Packers. I'm going with the Detroit Lions and carry on Johnson. Carry on. Hey, if carry on plays, it may be a different game. Carry on and win. Giants, Panthers. Giants are terrible. I'm going with the Panthers. I'm going with the Giants for the upset. Pat Shermer gets on the board. Patty. Daquan runs all over the Panthers. Don't go asking him for playoff tickets, Mike. I will not. I don't really attend playoff games. Titans, Bills. Give me the Tennessee Titans. I will also be going with the Tennessee Titans. Andy, this is next game is a very interesting one. Falcons, Steelers. Oof. Mike, Steelers defense is not good. They have a lot of weapons that they're going to be going up against. The Atlanta Falcons have a ton of weapons. I got to go with the Falcons in this one. Oh, Andy, this is such a tough one. I'm going to go with the Steelers. All right. They are playing on the road. Browns. Big Ben is not the same on the road. Browns, Ravens. Mike, give me the brownies. Let's go. Browns. Baker cooks the birds. Oh, God, I would love to see that. That would be a good headline. I'm still not convinced that Baltimore is that good, to be honest. They haven't played really – even Pittsburgh, I'm not convinced Pittsburgh's that good. Their defense is legit. Their offense, I'm still not sold on. Okay. Well, that will be interesting to see how that pans out this week, Andy. Well, next game, let's move on to Dolphins-Bengals. Give me the Dolphins. Ooh. 
I'm going with the Bengals and Uncle Tom's favorite player, the Red Rifle. <laughs> we'll see if he continues to get it done. If Uncle Tom has faith in him, so do I. Jaguars Chiefs. Ooh, that is a in great a game. Potential AFC Championship Showdown. That is a great game. Kansas City. Mike. Oh, man. That might be the game of the week. Mike, I'm going with the Jaguars on this one. Defense wins championships. Blake Bortles is playing well. I think the Jags get it done this week. Andy, this is an absolute tough one. I'm going with Jacksonville. That's I got to watch that game. What time is that on? One o'clock on Sunday. That'll be a good one. Absolutely. Raiders, Chargers. Give me the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Raiders. All right. Some momentum there for John Gruden. Some momentum for Chucky. Vikings, Eagles. Oof. It's another pretty good game. Give me the Vikings. I am also going to go with the Vikings. Rams, Seahawks. You got to. You can't bet against the Rams. Rams. I'm going with the Rams. Cardinals, 49ers. I'm saying the Cardinals get their first victory this week. I'm saying 49ers. Cowboys, Texans. Give me the Houston Texans. In the battle of Texas, give me America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Redskins, Saints. Give me the Saints. That's the Monday night matchup, I believe. That is the Monday night matchup. I will also be taking the New Orleans Saints. Well, Andy, that concludes our picks for the week. Would you like to go over the waiver wire and any moves that happened this week? Yes, let me get this pulled up. There were a bunch of moves that happened, including a trade. So we start here on Sunday. Matt's team dropped – or no, he added Ronald Jones, dropped the Broncos' defense – the cream puffs dropped the lions defense, picked up the Buccaneers defense. There was that trade. We talked about Evan sent Jordan Howard and Jared cook to Joe Marco's team for Leonard Fournette and Josh Doxson. So we'll see how that one plays off. Uh, hard knocks. Uncle Tom's team dropped Tyler Eifert after that unfortunate injury. Uncle Joe spent his remaining $31 on Naheem Hines as he dropped Ryan Fitzpatrick. He doesn't have any money left. He has no money left. And Absolutely none. Andy, I, I put in a claim for Naheem Hines as well, but mine was for $11. Listen, Uncle Joe also spent over $30 on Ryan Fitzpatrick. He didn't start him once. Crazy. So I will... We will see moving forward what Uncle Joe can do. He's going to have to go for guys that not a lot of other people are, or that really no one is going for moving forward. He likes to spend that money. Evan dropped Josh Doxson, the guy that he traded for. He picked up Kiki Kuti. Now, Kiki, he did have a big game when Wolf Fuller went out with a hamstring last week. He had like 15 targets. So 
if Wolf Fuller continues to remain out, that could be a good pickup for Evan moving forward. Um, let's see. Matt then dropped the Texans' defense and added the Broncos' defense. Cream Puffs dropped the Buccaneers' defense, added the Bengals' defense. The Hard Knucks added Cameron Brait. That was a good pickup. He's the tight end for the Tampa Bay. Bay. So, Jameis Winston likes throwing to his tight ends. Looks like it's going to be his job now. O.J. Howard is out for the next, you know, three to four weeks. That could be a good move for Uncle Tom moving forward. Uh, Let's see. The questionables then dropped the Dolphins defense. They picked up Austin Hooper. O.J. Howard was dropped by Joe Fantuzzo. Evans' team dropped the Packers' defense for the Cowboys' defense, and Matt dropped Rashad Penny, who has been a big disappointment so far this year, for Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely. I actually picked up Ricky Seals-Jones Jr. in one of my other leagues today. He hasn't looked bad. And with Josh Rosen in the quarterback now, their, uh, their offense is moving a little bit better. David Johnson looked a whole lot better this week. What which... a disappointment Sam Bradford was. Oh, Sam Bradford was another statue back there. I'm glad they got Josh Rosen in now. I feel a lot more confident about David Johnson moving forward. Absolutely. A- anything else? That concludes the, uh, the waiver wire for this week. Okay. Well, Andy, I, I just have one question for you at this point. What's that, Mike? Well, the question is, That actually was for Evan. Kiki, do you love me? I hope he does because he's going to need a lot of love from him to keep up some wins. He's getting paid by Evan, so I think he loves him. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Well, Andy, any final thoughts that you have as we start to sign off? Mike, a lot of a lot of good games this week, a lot of good matchups, not only in the NFL, but our fantasy league. Hope the Browns can bounce back again this week. And I'm looking forward to another great week of fantasy football with the family. I'm looking forward to it too. I hope that all of our predictions come true, except for the one that I picked Joey over me. And I hope that everybody has a great weekend. I hope the Indians show up against the Houston Astros in the stupid MLB two o'clock game on Friday. Oh, that's ridiculous, Mike. Another topic for another day, but still completely ridiculous. However, I hope everybody has a great night as we sign off on podcast number six. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. Good luck to all teams. And we're out. Thanks to our guest, Uncle Joe. And good night, everybody.
Shake my venue. And then 